Now, as you can see, this is the evolution meter. And I've put God, the creator of everything, on the right side. And evolution on the left. I have went ahead and put you guys all on the fence, because, of course, you're going to well, hear out yeah, of my yeah, Actually, no. Yeah, Let's start where I would start. No matter, I'm righteous. I'm not going to stand here, present some egghead scientific argument based on fact. I'm just a regular dude. I like to drink beer, you know? I love my family. Rock, flag, and eagle, right, Charlie? He's got a point. No, he doesn't. What? See, Charlie? These liberals are trying to assassinate my character. I can't change their mind. I won't change my mind, because I don't have to. Because I'm an... Hello, and welcome to another episode of Early Childhood Perspectives. I'm your host, William. I'm a preschool teacher and a 2SC at a long daycare service. And the point of this podcast is to really look at those concepts, issues, and anything else that kind of comes across in the early years sector that doesn't really get the attention it deserves. That I find sometimes there's so much stuff that we kind of have to dissect. This podcast really looks from the ground level up at some really important stuff that, because there's so much, gets overlooked. This podcast is kind of going to act as a companion piece to uh, an interview I did on manscaping and I'm really excited. I can finally talk about manscaping. I love this podcast. I haven't had an opportunity. Um, I asked Jack, I said, can I promote it? He said, just hold off. I kind of want my audience to find it by themselves. I'd be very respectful of that. But seeing now I've done an interview for them, um, <laughs> I feel like I can now promote it and talk about how much I love it. And I, I really... You know, I've got to say, I'm not affiliated with anything. Um, I literally record this off a cheapskate microphone. And I say that only to say I'm not I, I'm not paid. I'm not doing anything. I just, what I recommend, it's what I personally get stuff from. And I, I really have been wanting to recommend Manscaping because it is a fantastic podcast. It is looking from a male perspective, but he doesn't really stay limited to that. He really looks at other issues. He's looked at Montessori. He's looked at professional love. Um, who was Rob Fox, He did a who we've had previously on the podcast. He had an interview with him as well. So I just think it's really important that he's tackling these issues. Probably my podcast was the most heavy-centric, um, you know, kind of man's perspective one. But the point of that one, and you can find this, and I'll share it on the page, and, you know, if you type in manscaping on Facebook, you'll find it as well. The point of it was looking at the bias men come across in the early education sector. This episode for Early Childhood Perspectives, we're looking at the personal bias that we as teachers bring. And I'm really basing this off the anti-bias approach, the anti-bias curriculum. And I will put links in the show notes. Guys, I, ca I can't do it justice. I can't, I'm not gonna elaborate on that because it is so important, the anti-bias approach. And it is something that is really quite complex. Um, Red Ruby, so Red Ruby Scarlet wrote an edition of it, really looking at the anti-bias approach, and I really recommend it. I really look up to her as a practitioner. Um, she, as a professional, does a lot for social justice, and that's kind of where anti-bias comes in. It looks at the way that we can combat the bias that, as teachers, we bring from society into the classroom. Examples of this could be the terminology "policeman," which gives the emphasis that you know only males could do the police officer role. Instead, we use the term police officer. So there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of it's based off language about resources, you know, not limiting 
children and really combating stereotypes. But I, I'm, I'm not going to touch on it. I feel like if I was, I wouldn't do it justice. What I kind of want to look at is the bias that we bring as teachers. And we're going to bring bias. It's, it's an undeniable fact because everyone has an upbringing. Everyone has something that has influenced and shaped them as a person. So, you know, what I want is to instead not eradicate bias, but to kind of back up your bias with evidence. So my first question is, what is your bias? What is the thing that as a teacher you bring into the classroom that dramatically impacts in what you do? It could be a positive bias. For me, a positive bias is that I think um, quality education is one of the most fundamental tools for change. I feel like if we deliver quality early education, we can actually completely change a child and adult's learning journey, their landscape, everything. That's a positive bias to have. A negative bias I have, and I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be clean and just up front because I don't want to woof around it, it's those five-day-a-week families. As educators, we know they're the kids that are there literally Monday to Friday. When we walk in, they're there. And when we leave, they're still there. And it's a thing, it's probably the biggest thing I'm trying to get away from. Because what happens when we bring our bias into the classrooms? We make assumptions about families and we treat people differently. And we treat people in a way, especially children who are the most vulnerable, you know, one of the most vulnerable people groups in our society. We treat them in a way that isn't actually quality. It isn't in a way that, as the EYLF states, you know, you're a critical, reflective, inclusive teacher. Why do you have this bias? My bias about the five-day-a-week families doesn't come from an anti-feminist slant because I actually believe strongly in female participation in the workforce. It doesn't come from a developmental slant because there's no evidence from what I can see that says that five-day-a-week you know, participation in childcare is detrimental. I haven't come across it. It comes from my upbringing. I was barely exposed to preschool and I was very lucky to be raised predominantly by my mum, my father and my nan and my pop. So I, I, I don't have any frame of reference for a family that brings them in five Monday to Friday. I, I can't understand it and I can't relate to it. But I actually have no evidence for that bias. If it, you know, and look, again, there's no, I can't find any research for this. But if it is detrimental to children, then it's not a negative bias to have. But there's no evidence. So I'm just making assumptions. My bias is a base not on actual practice or research-based practice. It's just based on the assumptions I have made previously. And I feel like the biggest way to kind of overcompensate your bias is to be honest with people and to talk in partnership with your team and be like, look, I'm really struggling with this. And what do you think about it? So first off, you want to be critical. You want to be honest with yourself about your bias. And you want to base your assumptions about that bias in evidence-based practice. But what about those bigger issues? What about those issues that are actually impeding on people's civil rights? What about issues that some people might have that actually go against their family? Now, I could mention a whole bunch, but I'm going to put it simply. If someone is a part of an organization, they have to adhere to those organization's beliefs. I'm not going to point out specific bias that people have, but under Australian law, we're meant to be inclusive and we're not to have any discrimination in the workplace. 
So if any bias ever impedes on that, I know you guys as educators know exactly what to do um, and not report it, but have a discussion with that person and actually bring to light what they're kind of, what that, that bias is bringing about. But you need to be mindful doing that. I've personally never done that because I hate conflict, but I've never got to that point in my work where I've been so concerned by the subconscious bias that's coming from someone. And I think the power of language is incredible. And I'm the worst with this. I walk in, I'm on open, the family's already there at seven and I whinge and I complain and everything else. But the reality is I shouldn't have a negative assumption about them being there. I should actually have a positive assumption based on the fact that, you know, they're there in an early education service, which provides quality means and quality ends. And anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And now the news. Feel free to message me on the Facebook group. The Facebook group is um, you know, facebook.com forward slash early childhood perspectives. But the biggest thing as well is if you have anything you want to say, feel free to send me a link. Feel free to talk to me. Feel free to anything. The beauty of this is we're a really small podcast. I probably average about 40 listeners an episode, which I'm blown away by. But that gives you freedom. Like this is, it gives you the opportunity. If you want to say something on this podcast, I'm more than happy for you to join in. And I'm very flexible with it. Secondly, I want to apologize. Um, I was really proud of my last podcast. And then I listened to it on my phone and I was actually ashamed because the sound quality was just shocker. Um, I won't ever do that to you again. Um, I think I got the new microphones and I wasn't used to actually recording with half decent equipment. So I fixed that now. We shouldn't have any issues. If you do, please feel free to, you know, send me a message on Facebook. And finally, we're going to be a lot more consistent. We're going to do this every Monday. I'm going to release a new podcast. I'm going to stick to the fortnightly schedule for now because I think it works. Um, I might be tempted later in the year to kind of go to a weekly schedule. But again, that's something I want your feedback for. Does this fortnightly schedule, does it work better for you? Ultimately, I'm producing this for myself as kind of a critical reflection thing, but I'm also you know, putting it together for our community and for our listeners and our subscribers because I'm blown away that people even listen, to be honest. So, you know, whatever works for you guys. I've also been experimenting with a shorter length. I hope that works for you. Um, I just find rather than blabber on, which I'm doing now, when I'm talking about the topic, get to the point really quickly. Anyway, I just want to say thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Really share it around with your friends. And if you can, follow us on SoundCloud. Um, and really contribute to that online Facebook community. Um, just because I really want your input. I kind of want this to be a very grassroots thing. Anything you want on the podcast, throw it up there. I'm happy to talk about it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And see you in a fortnight's time.